0: shame. It is one of the most destructive emotions, states of being you can ever experience. In this episode of the Energy Healing Podcast, we are going to explore the origins of shame, the different levels of shame, and what you can do about it if you're suffering from it, and what you can do about it if another family member or a close friend is suffering from it. You're watching the Energy Healing Podcast. (music) So what is the origins of shame? Shame isn't something that just appeared out of the blue. Thousands, in fact, hundreds of thousands of years ago, people lived in small community groups. Why? Because they needed to protect each other, support each other, collaborate, cooperate. And so when somebody broke the rules of that group and they went a bit too far, they were kicked out of that community. And when they went out of the community, they were in the wild, they would either starve to death, or they would get eaten by a wild beast. Very few people would survive outside of the community. That state of being, that emotion that has been developed within, nurtured within the human psyche has happened for thousands of years. So it's deeply embedded in our energy field, in our genetics, that if you operate from shame, then you are literally at the very end of survival. So here's the thing. Shame is not the worst emotion, perhaps. It is the worst emotion to experience. Below shame is comatose. Below comatose is death. And this is why I'm covering this particular topic. You see, there are four subtypes of shame. The first type is the unrequited love. What does that mean? That means that one person is in love with somebody or giving love to somebody, and the other person is not reciprocating. And that could be two individuals who meet or work together, and one person is in love, the other person isn't feeling it. Or they, they could be in a marriage. Or it could be a child loving their mother, but the mother having no empathy towards the child. I'm sure fathers do the same as well. That also generates this feeling of shame in the child. The second type of shame is a unwanted exposure. So you've done something or said something and you felt silly and you're being exposed about it and you might be feeling guilty and you're being exposed for it externally. We have this kind of, not just individual behavior where we expose other people, but we have this built-in particularly to Western society. We we see it happening all the time because it sells newspapers. It is the reason why fly-on-the-wall documentaries are so popular. And again, it creates so much self-destruction for the person that it's being targeted at. The third type of shame is an outcast. I already covered that. That means you feel like you are no longer part of society or part of a family. And so we see this currently at the time of recording with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, where they've been pushed out, basically. They've been cut off financially from their family. And so again, that's a deep level of shame. And that can happen at all sorts of levels, not just for the royal family. And the final type of shame is unmet expectations. So somebody doesn't achieve something, say it might be in a classroom, it might be in a football team. And so as a result, your peer group help make you feel ashamed. Now here's the thing about shame, it's different to guilt. Guilt is something that you feel internally as a result of you not meeting some value expectations that you've set for yourself. It's an internal thing. Shame, on the other hand, is something that is cast upon you. It's something that society or family feel about you. Now, the challenge is this. A lot of people might think, ah, there's no big deal with shame. You know, they use the word shame loosely. But shame is the reason why there are so-called honor killings in so many different countries and nationalities. Shame is something that people use as a reason to kill. But here's the thing. If you're feeling shame inside of yourself or if somebody is feeling deep shame about themselves, it is also the reason why so many people take their own lives or they feel ashamed and they take other people's lives. What shame does is it shuts down your conscious brain. It puts you into such a level of survival that you really cannot think clearly. And so your behavior is truly irrational. It doesn't make any sense. But guess what? We use shame in society all the time. One of the greatest books that I've ever read is a book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David R. Hawkins. And he talks about the map of consciousness, where you have different layers of emotions that most of them consume energy and some of them generate energy. So shame being right at the bottom. And so what happens is in order for you to pull out of shame, it's not so easy it's a societal issue. It's a values issue. If you look at your hands, you've got your fingerprints, and no two people on the planet have got the same set of fingerprints as you. And according to Dr. John Dean Martini, he talks about the hierarchy of values. And no two people on the planet have got the same set of values. So, I am from a farmer family with five other siblings. So, there's six of us in total none of us have the same set of values. Even if you take twins, so I've got twin nephews, they will never have the same set of values. They may have similar values, but even if they're raised under the same conditions, they will never have the same set of values. What does that mean? It means that values that are most important to me is right for me. I am not wrong for my values. And yet the values that somebody else lives from is right for them. It might be wrong for me, but it's not wrong for them. And what we do is we see through the world not as the world is as we are. If you take somebody who hasn't any idea what who they are, what they stand for, in other words, their values, they don't know who they are, they don't know what they stand for, they fall for anything. But the other extreme is somebody believes that these are their beliefs and these are their values, and they will see the world as if the world must live from those set of values. The problem is that... All extremism in all religions and non-religions and terrorism comes from that extreme stance. And this is the very reason why so much destruction is caused by this group of people. So where do you stand? Well, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. How about knowing that these are your set of values? This is what I stand for, and I respect my own values. This is what she stands for, he stands for, and I respect their values and I honor them. What kind of society will you live in if that was the case? Utopia, right? But it's not happening. Why? Because we believe everyone needs to live according to our values. And so religion, this is where religion falls down classically, where all organized religions believe these are their set of values and everybody needs to follow these or they go to hell because they are the chosen ones. They are the chosen people. How about saying, hey, this is who I am. Let's see if I can live according to my expectations rather than somebody else's. By living and following your own set of standards, your values, your expectations, you are in integrity with who you are. You are perfectly, authentically, the true version of you. When you're operating from the state of shame, you have no more. Your values are all over the place. You don't know what you stand for at all. In fact, You don't even know why you are alive at all. So what can you do about shame? Well, if we look at the chakra system, which is the energy centers developed in India, and in fact, it's all over the world, in Native America and other parts of the world where they've got different types of chakra systems, but they say the same thing. When you look at the chakra system, what happens is first thing is when you operate from this space of shame, your throat chakra shuts down. You can't speak your truth. You are silenced. And so people suffering from shame go into silence, they withdraw, you can't see the truth, third eye chakra, you can't see the wood for the trees, so you don't know which way to go, which direction to go. Your heart energy shuts down, why? Because you feel you're betrayed, you feel you're unworthy of connection. And so what do you do? You cut off connection from people, you don't speak to anyone. The next level is you lose your willpower, you lose your willpower to live, you don't know how to decide which way to go, and so you shut down your solar plexus chakra. You lose all your creativity, your playfulness, you stop expressing your emotions, and your sacral chakra shuts down. You feel like you've got no roots anywhere, you don't know where your home is, you don't know what you stand for, and so as a result, your root chakra shuts down. Question is, where do you start? So. One of the places that shame shows up in your body is the bladder. So, if you go to a a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, get them to work on your bladder meridian. If you go to an acupuncturist or acupressurist, then get them to work on that particular area. If you don't go to those kind of systems, then the first thing you do is find someone to talk to. Turn to a friend. If you're suffering from shame, turn to a friend so you can start at least speaking what's on your mind. That is so important to start dissipating shame. That's the first thing. Second thing is start developing one or two meaningful relationships. What do I mean by meaningful, by the way? Has to be a two-way street. If you're suffering, don't be the taker. Make sure you give as well, and you do have something to give. Meaningful relationship means You listen to somebody, you're not judging what they're saying, you're not criticizing them, you're not trying to second guess what they're going to say, just listen to them and turn to these kind of people so that they can do the same for you. That will open up your heart chakra. Get yourself grounded. What do I mean by grounded? Go out in nature. If you're suffering from shame, then you're probably suffering from depression. Get yourself out into nature as often as possible. Be there with the trees, sit amongst the trees. They do not judge you. Go into the park, get the fresh air. It's very cleansing for your mind, for your body. That's the next thing. Get some sleep. If you haven't seen my sleep video, go and watch the sleep video so you can understand what I'm talking about. Make sure you get early night sleep and sleep as much as possible. Your body needs to recover. The next thing to do, I strongly recommend, go and do movement work. Qigong, medical Qigong would be good for you, or my favorite, is yoga. There's so many yoga teachers out there. Get one who resonates with you. Practice yoga. You know, when I went through divorce, I actually wanted to take my own life after divorce because the one thing that was missing from my childhood was this unified family. No connection between me and my father. My mother was too busy raising my younger siblings. I'm the oldest of six, right? After my separation, I got two little baby boys at the time. They're now men. At that time, I just thought I lost it all. The very thing, my biggest nightmare had come true and I felt true shame. And actually, family members, people close to me, they reinforced the shame by telling me how much of a failure I was. At that time, I started doing yoga in my local gym. And I kid you not, it saved my life. It saved my sanity. Within the yoga, we did meditation. So make sure you meditate. You know I harp on about meditation. If you watch any of these videos, learn how to meditate or follow one of my meditation programs, the links are there below. Now, if you're also suffering from shame, one of the things I strongly suggest is get yourself a qualified, experienced therapist. And one of the things you've got to do with them is help rebuild your self-worth, your worthiness to be alive. Find all the reasons why you deserve to be alive. Create a vision for yourself and start working towards that vision. That's critical. Now, if you've got somebody in your family close to you suffering from shame, don't try to heal them. Don't try to fix them. Be there for them. Gradually bring them out of this space and bring them into a space of higher self-worth. Get them to do something that they value. So, for example, my sons value training. Another one values stock market trading, for example. So get them to do something that matters to them, especially physical work. And if you're not a therapist, of course, and you've got a family member who's suffering, then get them over to therapy as soon as you can. It will take a while, but truth be told, when you work through it step-by-step, and it has to be step-by-step, then you will find that your family member will change. Now, the thing is with shame is you can notice it in advance simply by watching people's behaviors, their facial stance, the fact that they start disconnecting and shutting down and speaking less. So the more you can do to help them, just connect to them, be a listener for them, then the more easy it is to prevent them because it can be a very addictive place to be in this state of depression and shame. Anyway, I hope this video has been useful. If it's been useful to you, please hit the like button and make sure you share this video. I will do my best to do another video on this particular area because you can write an entire tome, a massive book, on this particular topic. Thanks for watching. Bye for now.